Welcome to Behind the Curtain, LA Opera's podcast series in which we look deeply at the creative process and explore opera's enduring themes and power to move us. In this episode, LA Opera CEO Christopher Kelsch and LA Opera Connects director Andrea Fuentes discuss the importance of updating our beloved art form and what makes Simon Stone's modern-day staging of Lucia de Lammermoor so exciting. Tickets to Lucia are available now at laopera.org. Hello, I'm Andrea Fuentes, the director for LA Opera Connects, the community engagement and learning office at LA Opera, and I'm joined by Christopher Kelsch, the president and CEO of LA Opera, and we are here today to discuss the upcoming season's production of Donizetti's Lucia de Lammermoor. This season's production is a thrilling new co-production with the Metropolitan Opera, and it has been updated by visionary film and theater director Simon Stone to be set in modern-day United States. For many of us, we enjoy new productions for their ability to create new connections and fresh perspectives, while others prefer the comfort and familiarity of a more traditional operatic experience. And so today we're here to discuss why opera companies like LA Opera produce traditional works in more contemporary settings. Christopher, thank you for joining me today. It's such a joy to get to talk about this with you. A pleasure for me as well. Well, the first question I think I would have for you is how is an opera season decided? It's a fantastic question. Uh, Really, we go for balance, and that's balance in repertory. So we try to represent every major period of composition to the degree to which we can. So that's from the Baroque to the contemporary. But we're also looking, frankly, for balance in interpretation, balance in the kind of aesthetic approaches that we have for all of the productions that we're doing, really so that we can take the survey of the totality of the art form as it exists in the current day and show the depth and breadth of the art form for our audiences. That's wonderful. I'm really excited to see this new production. I've seen snippets of it. And so can you tell me a little bit about the production in general and what Simon Stone has brought to it? Sure. Sure, I should say that, you know, as a foundational principle, what we try to do from a curatorial point of view for the LA Opera is bring in the best and the brightest of the opera world, whether it's singers, conductors, music staff, directors, myself, and of course the other members of the artistic staff and creative team, are going to the opera a lot, talking to our colleagues, really trying to bring the most exciting artists to Los Angeles. I'm a big theater fan in addition to being a big music fan. And I had the incredible good fortune of seeing some of Simon Stone's theatrical work, uh, productions of Lorca's Yerma and uh, a Doll's House production that he had done in New York. And what I reflected in seeing Simon's work, he seemed like an ideal artist to bring into the world of opera. He was incredibly facile and yet respective of classic texts. And the thing that really resonated with me was his incisiveness in taking these kind of classic tales, these myths, and making them feel as kind of viscerally immediate and thrilling as they did when they were first premiered. In the process of kind of adaptation and the process of trying to figure out what the connective tissue is from a dramaturgical point of view, Lucia is set in the world of a crumbling empire and of men losing power and of imposing the anxiety about that loss of power on a woman. So when he was looking for contemporary resonances with that story, he alighted upon this idea of 
again, always with the, the notion of you want it as close to the experience of the audience that is having it now. You want that to resonate with them to the greatest degree. So he decided to set it in the American Rust Belt, a once glorious part of the American dream that had fallen on, on hard times. And once he mapped the story of Lucia onto that, it actually ended up being deeply resonant. I would say the other thing that Simon brings to the table in addition to his incredible skill as a stage director is he's also a very successful film director. And so there's an extensive use of film in the production. And the really wonderful thing I think for contemporary audiences about that use of that film is it suddenly gives the audience a level of insight into the psychology of Lucia. And while she is the central character, in the libretto as it exists, she is sometimes, her agency, her point of view is sometimes lost. And so you end up with this other layer of incredible richness that you get to hear and see simultaneously what her point of view is. You get to see her interiority in a way that sometimes, you know, a kind of more traditional production wouldn't give you that insight. That feels incredibly resonant to me in, in 2022. And I'm so, so excited to share this vision with our audiences. Wow, thank you for that, because I, I think that touches on a lot of what I was going to ask you about what we gain from having these kinds of productions and what some of the challenges are. For many of us who have seen Lucia over and over again, we're used to thinking of her in Scotland, in these castles, with these beautiful sets and all of these things that are familiar to us. For those of us who are used to seeing those things, what would you say if somebody says, I miss those traditional aspects to those productions? I think traditional is a funny word here, right? These are masterpieces that only live in performance. And any act of staging the performance is an act of interpretation. And so when I think back uh, in the four productions of Lucia de Lammermoor that we've done before, some could say they were, some were more traditional than others, but all of them were an interpretation of the resonant themes of that. You know, this is a little bit of a cliche, but you think about something like Shakespeare and Romeo and Juliet. Shakespeare took a story from antiquity, but you know we think of a traditional production of Romeo and Juliet is one that is set in doublet and hose, in pumpkin pants. But that itself is an act of updating. It's an act of interpretation. Again, I think of our most solemn duty is to make sure that the artists that we invite to collaborate with us in the company are people that are deeply respectful of the art form that love the art form and that want to bring people a vision of this piece that is as legitimate as any production that's ever been done. And you think that throughout history, every director, every composer is using the technology that is available to them at the time, most infamously, of course, Wagner, who wanted to use the most cutting edge technology when he was mounting the ring and Bayreuth created this theater specifically for this work. That really resonates with me. We always want to be able to use the tools that we have available to us in order to deepen the experience of this storytelling. Now, it is true to say that sometimes people come in with a sense, well, this is not set in Scotland, and so this isn't something I'm going to like. Lucia, in so many ways, it's such a shocking story. It surprises me sometimes when people say, well, you know, I don't want to be reminded of the problems of a contemporary society. Lucia is full of the problems of a contemporary society, whether it's 19th century or 20th century or, God forbid, 22nd century. 
these are fundamental human challenges. And this just kind of brings that, that incredible thrill of it into a sense of immediacy for our audiences. I think that that really touches on my next question, which is for many of us who've seen Lucia again and again, as I was saying, we are familiar with her challenges. We feel like we know this character because we've seen her so many times, we've heard her music, and in a way that makes her very relatable, despite the sort of choices that she makes that we might not make in a similar position. And so one of the elements that is brought up in this particular production, it's a very uncomfortable topic, it's a very timely topic, and it's opioid addiction. And you touched on this just a little bit, but why do modern productions sometimes bring in these uncomfortable topics? And for people who maybe don't want to be reminded of something that maybe a family member is experiencing or a loved one is experiencing, how do we talk to audiences or what would you say to somebody? What should we as an audience member take away from the inclusion of those topics? I mean, my fundamental premise about the power of opera, the power of live communal performance, is this generally expressed sense of catharsis. Most of the most popular operas are concerned with issues of people in the most extreme circumstances, the most desperate circumstances. To my mind, the inclusion, for instance, of the potential of drug addiction into Lucia in some ways grounds the idea of madness and an act of madness that would lead you to have a kind of fugue state out of body experience that would lead you to murder your newlywed husband. In some ways that connects this idea to a familiar and contemporary psychology that I think makes the issue resonate more and makes it more understandable than this more vaguely defined sense of madness. You know, Lucia, it's again a very harrowing story, but one that I think is so gratifying to go through that experience with it, because I think that this ritual of going through this experience with someone can actually be a relief of pain rather than a wallowing in it. It's a sense of release because you've ritualized the experience of psychic and psychological pain. And so what might you tell somebody who is coming to the opera for that escape that you mentioned? You know, again, I would say for people who are looking for an escape, and again, the, the most popular operas are the ones you think of Tosca, of Mimi. It's one of the last art forms left that I think is an incredible way of actually confronting the painful aspects of the human condition and by confronting it in a ritualistic way, being kind of released from that. Also, frankly, because of the kind of decorous nature of the composition, it is such extraordinarily beautiful music. You have such incredible orchestrations. You know, one of the finest orchestras in America playing this beautiful music by Donizetti. Our incredible new resident conductor, Lina Gonzalez Granados, making her debut with us. That's so exciting for audiences to start this relationship with this incredible new artist. And then of course, as always, we boast some of the most incredible singers in the world doing something that is nothing short of superhuman. To me, that, that is escapism in and of itself, to actually experience that, that athleticism, that artistry, together with that person in a room, unmitigated through a digital lens, not on film, actually in the room with these people. That, to my mind, to connect with that, to connect with that over the centuries, is the greatest escape I could imagine. One of the things that I'm really looking forward to in this production, as you mentioned, is, is the opportunity to 
really analyze what it brings to the art form. I get to talk about it a lot in the, in the work that I get to do here, and I'm excited to have those conversations about all of these different aspects that you've just touched on. What are you looking forward to for this production, and what should audience members look forward to? It's sort of interesting, right, that the death of opera has been foretold from the moment of its birth. There's always a desire to see it as being kind of threatened. When I come to work, when I talk to the artists that I talk to, when I go to that rehearsal room, all I feel every day is just this incredible sense of pride and optimism that these extraordinary artists, you know, some of them young, some of them very seasoned, some of them totally new to our world, are as excited about this art form as we are and who want to bring their interpretation, their vision to the opera and build upon it for the next generation. And again, I think, you know, the we've never quite had a production like this that included so much film. We often think when we put work together for the opera, how do we create work which feels native to this place? Work that is idiomatic to Los Angeles. The inclusion of film on our stage, that is the lingua franca of Los Angeles. That is our artistic legacy, is the world of film. I find that really thrilling. And so the expansion of the language of opera, that's the part that I'm, I'm really, really excited about. Why would somebody who is more interested in traditional productions come to see this Lucia? Why would they take a risk and take a chance on a new production? I think the answer is really twofold. One is the foundation of the music. This is one of the greatest opera scores ever written. It requires such uh, superhuman, extraordinary, world-class singing. I mean, Lucia is one of the hardest roles in the entirety of the canon. And we have two, two of the finest singers in the world here with us to interpret that incredible role. This incredible score played by one of the greatest opera orchestras in America, sung by one of the greatest choruses in America, all conducted by our new resident conductor, Lina Gonzalez Granados, making her debut with us. It's such an exciting moment for the company. It's such an exciting moment for the community to start their relationship with this extraordinary artist. And then the second reason really requires a little bit of a leap of faith. But I would argue that what Simon Stone and his creative team have done is as resonant a production, as memorable a production, as reverent towards the text of a production as anything that we have ever put on our stage. When you kind of look at the aesthetics, you may think, well, that's potentially off-putting. This is someone who wants to impose their will on this piece. But again, we want to make sure that this person is actually elevating, is reverent towards the text and is lifting it up, people I think will, will be surprised. I heard this from a lot of audiences in New York, quite so-called conservative audience members, who said this is one of their favorite opera productions that they've ever experienced because of that, that real sense of discovery, that sense of visceral thrill, that sense of immediacy of this production. It's worth taking a leap of faith on. How does doing a variety of different kinds of productions fit in with LA Opera's culture and with its nonprofit mission to provide arts for the community? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked the question because of course, again, as a nonprofit, our responsibility is to the entirety of the community. And we know 
that from audiences, they want that sense of variety. They want that sense of texture. They want us moving from the Baroque to the contemporary. They want different kinds of interpretations of even classic works. That, again, is, it's just part of our responsibility to be in dialogue with this place at this time. I think for my last question, I would love to know, will LA Opera be doing more contemporary productions of traditional works? And if there are people out there who are thinking, I'm not sure I want to take a risk on this kind of production, what would you say? We don't make a decision in advance of whether we want something to be modern or so-called traditional, set in the 14th century or set in the 23rd century. What we do is we invite the artists that excite us the most the artists that resonate the most deeply with audiences, and we enter into a conversation. And again, at the center of that conversation is, do you like opera? Do you like this opera? What do you want to bring to this opera? And always making sure that we are as reverent as humanly possible towards the text. That is the most important thing we do. It's our most solemn duty. And so we don't set out in any particular year to say we want to do more modern productions, more so-called traditional productions. We just set out to invite incredible artists to collaborate with us. The thing that I seek more often than not is balance, balance of interpretation. You want the, the greatest amount of texture in a season so that we can explore all of the incredible corners of the full canon to the degree to which we can, we can do that. Wonderful. Well, I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to speak with you about this season's Donizetti's Lucia de Lamamor. I'm excited to see it, and I want to thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. A real pleasure to talk about this production. We're very excited. Tickets to Lucia are available now at laopera.org. If you enjoyed listening to LA Opera's Behind the Curtain, subscribe and leave a rating or review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends on your favorite social media, and we'll see you at the opera.